Before we get started today, I just want to take a moment to thank one of the main sponsors of this podcast, Town Square Brewing. From crisp summer lagers to non-alcoholic options, I know the second release of the Nowhere Fast Keller Pilsner we worked on together last year is back in stores now, so be sure to look for that wherever you usually find your craft beers. If your favorite liquor store doesn't have Town Square in their cooler, you should ask them why they don't. 18 plus, of course. Please drink responsibly. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. All right, well, uh, obviously, thank you. I know, I think we've been talking about this almost since the very beginning. Like, we we talked about it when I was in London almost a year ago, and then we talked about it again when you were here at Christmas. So, finally, nine months later... (laughs) yeah uh yeah because we, we had spoken about uh doing that zine together and uh it was yeah just like problematic for me to get it together uh it, it's it's done but then it, now i've got to work the printing and everything so kind of uh yeah been been, been, a, been a decent amount of delay on that uh to be fair but happy to be happy to be on the podcast thank you very much uh i think probably every maybe not like really really big artists who are kind of helped out by like corporations but i think every independent scene probably ever made happens way slower than the artist anticipates so i think that's probably on brand for zine making (laughs) yeah i I mean uh like i'm not much of a self-starter in the first place so uh, it was you know uh realizing the actual like weight of uh taking on something what seems as simple as uh putting a book of images it like the like what would have what i've done these images are all uh they were already finished before uh but even just the process of putting them together uh you know finding help uh i've had a few friends offer to help with design and stuff like that uh it's just yeah it's takes uh you know 10 times as long than you'd ever expect yeah i think it's just because it looks uh like such a simple uh it looks like a simple project from afar but realistically it's not at all is is this the like first uh not published work of yours but your first like self-published project yeah absolutely yes so I mean, that's why, uh, like, we're friends, so I was looking forward to just having a relaxed chat. But I also realized, like, I have questions in my head that I don't know the answers to. So it's, even though we're, like, close, it's nice to be able to ask you stuff. How come you've been, like, taking photos forever, why yeah. now are you like publishing a project? How come there was never anything put out like in the decades prior? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, I, I've thought about it before. To be honest, uh, I just like like more so as a as a way to promote myself uh, than like a passion project. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just every time I put it together, it's I I I've. I feel like I have really incohesive work. Uh, 
<laughs> like I do a lot of different things. It's not not saying it's bad or good. Just uh, when I try to look at everything as one body, uh, together or you know like not everything, but some sort of cohesive thread. Besides, say lighting or something like that, I I don't I don't know if it's there to be honest. Uh, the this this project's that you know i'm working on or we're working on is uh ha has very little to do with my photography to be honest so do you think it like got your brain working in a certain way that it'll be less time between this and your next project or do you think it'll like take years and years until the next one, because the same sort of problems, like compiling everything in a way that makes sense, just takes way longer. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I do. Once I think once this is finished and uh, actually printed, uh, I have I already have an idea for another one. Uh, which yeah, I mean it'll take a while, but I think as far as publishing work goes, I, I in the future I'm going to approach it uh as a project in the first place as, as opposed to like a compilation or retrospective i mean like retrospective might be a bit of a strong word but uh uh yeah i think it's good they're going to be purpose-built projects for it i mean i did enjoy i have enjoyed the process uh yeah it just needs, needs to be way more considered in the future do you like you mean this one you were kind of selecting stuff out of a, like a lifetime of work and then going into the next project, you'll be shooting specifically for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a project of Ida. What did you after that will be uh, that uh, the, all, all the photos uh, or any work that's involved will, will be done specifically for this project. And, and I mean, like just, uh, just for myself, really, I'm not looking to, uh, make it relative to anything else I do. That, like, that's an interesting way to do things because it's really got your mind working on, like, two almost completely different things at once, right? So do you find yourself, like, pulling from each? Like, does the zine get better from something you've learned, like, on a shoot and then vice versa? So I, I don't think it does, to be honest. I, for, for me, uh, the zine and the next project uh, are kind of a chance for me to do something totally different uh, and separate and separate myself. Like, uh, you know, in the future, that might not be true. Uh, as it stands right now, it's just kind of like a nice, uh, like I enjoy, don't get me wrong, I enjoy doing it. Uh, but uh yeah it's it's nice to separate myself maybe branch out think in different ways uh have a different narrative uh to what i'm doing uh and i think i'll continue to do that like it just it just be a totally separate entity really is it like easier to do it that way or is is that just like how it worked out like in its creation kind of or did you like strategically try to kind of break it off and not think about either or yeah uh uh i i th this first one uh i i was trying but we had spoken originally about releasing something I, I was trying to go through and find like i mentioned before some sort of thread and it the idea for it just kind of came to me uh you know just through months and months of trying to think of something that i i would really like uh so there's no strategy behind it but 
once that was done, I was kind of like, yeah, you know, like I've got all these ideas that I want to do that don't fit uh, anywhere at all. So <laughs> it's kind of just like, I like my, my photographer, like, you know, my job and my photographer, sorry, my job, my job and my hobby is photography. So uh, this, this gives me an outlet just for like total not nonsense ideas, but just kind of completely irrelevant <laughs> to anything else. Yeah, and it, I don't even know if you're thinking with this, but I'm thinking it's kind of like an interesting juxtaposition because a lot of your other work is serious. Like maybe maybe not like directly serious, but it's studio work for like kind of high-end publications, right? So this way you get to maybe experiment more with like kooky themes that you might not be able to play around with so much at the paid jobs. Yeah, fully. I, I mean, some of it like this, this was uh, so like without getting too deep into it. Yeah. Uh, like this one is my own found photos. Uh, and, you know, kind of what looks like film stills and, uh, stuff that yeah i mean like it, it it's weird because as of late like stuff i'm currently working on it is actually starting to seep into each other uh but i mean that's just i i feel like that's just coincidence like you know people i'm surrounded with or projects i'm working on or have been commissioned to work on uh yeah completely lost my train of thought there <laughs> no no i i think that that covered it for sure like i'm i'm pretty sure even now i'm forgetting what i asked but i think that answered it okay <laughs> do you uh, you know i i never i never really introduce guests it, like i just kind of name the episode and then people can kind of put two and two together but i'm Trying to get better at certain parts of these interviews. So if we can like do something I feel we should have started with. Can you explain like just, you know, briefly like what uh, you're a photographer, but I'm sure that's really diluting it. Can you explain a bit about like what type of photography you do for a job? please? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, photography wise, I work in like, uh, I work across, say, digital operator as well. So I work on sets. Uh, I assist with lighting or do lighting, and then I'm a photographer as well. But uh, I guess my main folk, my main focus, uh, is editorial and portrait photography. Uh, I I used to shoot a lot with uh, kind of more streetwear based, uh, more streetwear based contents. Uh, I'm slowly moving away from that. I've done some fine arts. Uh, uh, recently over the last couple of years, uh, working with an artist closely, uh, with with their concepts, not mine. Uh, then yeah, then I I also shoot some ecom. Uh, so uh, just lookbooks and uh, stuff for web, just purely for sales. And what like I mean, this is perfect because like I was saying before, this is a question that I I don't really know the answer to, even though. We know each other. What, like, what initially sparked your interest in photography? Because I remember when me and Adam and all of us kind of got into photography. I like we didn't 
at all invent anything, but we were a bit early on to stuff. And I remember you were still, you were already shooting really good photos when that was what we aspired to do. So like what, what got you into it and how long ago was that? Uh, thanks. Son. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, so photography itself, I, I used to skateboard growing up. Uh, and I, I, uh, was always really kind of just obsessed with like gear like equipment uh and stuff like that i don't know why just like really interested me so like the skate photographers like atiba uh for example i was i was very very into uh and my mom uh actually used to work at mcbain's we laid off and had a bunch of camera equipment in the house uh so kind of you know kind of messed around with that uh and then during school i mean i don't know if they ever imagine they still do it but I'm old enough uh, during junior high and high school is able to take courses every year in, in uh, photography and developing. So, you know, we had access to labs and all that. Uh, at the same time, I, I was, I was, as I was getting older, like later in my teens, I started really getting into fashion and looking at fashion photography. Uh, so about the time that we had met, uh, I had actually just recently uh linked up with Aaron Peterson through uh through my flatmates at the time and uh Aaron, Aaron I used to assist Aaron uh go around uh with or doing model testing eventually started shooting model testing uh, I think I was like 19 at the time uh yeah so that's I would say like you know both how I started really that yeah I knew I knew for sure Aaron would come up in this and it's funny Sarah and I were joking this morning saying that I wonder if Aaron is gonna at all like feel slighted because you got to come on here before he did because <laughs> he's definitely like an integral part in so much photography in the city like he might be the integral part to photography as I know it in the city and him and I have spent like years just talking about photos and joking about it and roasting photographers and uh, uplifting certain photographers. And then, yeah, he, uh, I mean, we've talked about it. He'll, he'll be on eventually, but it's funny. Like a lot of people, he kind of had a hand in like kickstarting their career. They've been able to come on here before he has. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, say best for last, obviously. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, Aaron, Aaron, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe it's a better thing. Everyone gets a chance to speak, you know, say how great Aaron is and, you know, like how uh, incredibly important he's been for a lot of people's uh, careers and interest in photography. You know, let, let, him, let him hear it first and, you know, maybe he can respond. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I 100% would uh, be... I mean, I, I would never have been a photographer if it wasn't for Aaron. Uh, like, I just, I, like, not, not to the extent, like, where I can, you know, live in London. Uh, I, I, like, there's no way I would have had studio access. Uh, I never would have, you know, worked in a camera shop without Aaron. I mean, maybe not, never would have, but not to the extent, not to, not to the same extent or with the same ease as I did uh, with Aaron. I mean, definitely not doing model testing. There's, I, I don't think there's any way I would have gotten in uh, to do that at 19 years old if it wasn't for Aaron. Yeah, and 
then actually I uh, I hadn't really even thought of justifying it that way, but you're you're totally right. Save the best for last. Let everyone give him his flowers, and then he can just kind of waltz on. Maybe we'll do like a Christmas episode or or something, and then he'll be able to chime in after everyone's praised him. It'll yeah, be- no, I think that's great, man. I mean, he deserves it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now another another question I've been dying to ask: When if this makes sense, I've been going over the wording in my head. When you moved to London. Were you, was London the exact place you wanted to move to, or did you just want to move anywhere but here? <laughs> like, did does that make sense? Like, was London, yeah, yeah, yeah. London the goal, or was leaving the goal? L- leaving was the goal, yeah. Uh, I, I, I knew, like, I had a chance, you know, uh, financially to be, uh, to actually, you know, take the leap to uh to move to a major city. Uh, as far as visas go, I mean, if uh anyways interested, there's there's a thing called working holiday visas. Uh, so Canadians for London are are, are given two years. If you're under thirty, you get two years. Uh, working holiday visa. You can come to London, work, do whatever for two years, and then leave. Uh, so. The other places offering that were Germany and France, uh, which would have been the other other choices for me. But uh, yeah, I just picked the English speaking one uh, <laughs> to make it easier. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that's how I ended up here. So like, I mean, I uh, mainly based on other people's experience, I hear that like you know, just the rat race to, like, get photo jobs as a freelance photographer here, like, you know, within Alberta or Canada. But, you know, I can only imagine how difficult it must have been to be, like, somewhere completely foreign, I guess. I mean, literally foreign. I guess the language was kind of on your side, but it must have been, like, insane adding extra levels of obstacle to you to find jobs, even like send invoices, everything must have been done like a bit differently over here. Was it like as, as insane as I imagine it was for the first couple of years? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, it was, it was really hard to be honest. Uh, like I, I, I lucked out uh, with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because of my work with Haven, uh, I, I came over and I had some shoots, uh, some work lined up with like, uh, trying to remember exactly like the New Order, uh, High Stability and Hype Beast. Uh, but that being said, I, I came over really fresh and just trying to be alive here in the first place was enough of a challenge. Uh, and yeah, and I mean, like, it, uh, 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 like to be totally honest like you know i like uh I, I lost a lot of clients by jumping in uh too early before i was settled and not having the connections that i needed uh i would say a lot of clients but i lost some i definitely like hype views and high stuff I, I i like don't shoot for anymore because I, I would get these crazy huge editorials and have no 
no makeup artists, you know, no like no hair, no stylists, no no links for locations. Uh, I didn't have a rental account in any of the uh, any of the uh, kit rental places, you know, to get lights. I didn't know any studios, so yeah, it, it was it was a massive, massive challenge. But like, I I mean that that must have been really hard to deal with but also like it was kind of a crash course and like you learn probably really vital things that maybe now you can like impart on other people like similar to how Aaron taught you a bunch now I'm sure you can help someone or multiple people out by just passing on what you had to learn the hard way firsthand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, there's, there's like, there's no reason to not, uh, you know, just help someone out. There, there is. I mean, there's, there, there's. I mean, there's work here. Uh, you know, it's just navigating all that kind of silly stuff at the start could, uh, could be really hard. But I mean, ab- absolutely. If anybody has any questions, uh, I'm more than happy to to help out. How many, um. Or like I know you had you had started doing some editorial work like through Haven before you made the move from here to there. But how much I mean maybe not specific numbers, but my guess is you had only done like a handful of really important shoots before making the leap. Yeah, so I mean there's we we did uh with Haven I think I shot with them for just over two and a half years. Right. So I would, yeah, like a handful is probably right. So as far as like a big campaign with them or like, you know, what we at the time was big for us, uh, you know, every season. So two, three times a year. Uh, that being said, uh, we would shoot like kind of mini editorials, uh, which like is a totally normal thing now. It's now it's just called content. But at the time, uh, it wasn't so popular. We we would shoot every weekend for like you know I think like a year and a half I would say, almost every weekend we we would take one of the guys or like a friend, get an outfit together some new uh some of the, the new arrivals and just shoot, you know one look every week. So I, I can't remember exactly. It was something like that. Yeah, okay. As you were saying then, I feel bad. I meant only a handful of like published of oh, work yeah. outside of heaven. Like the oh, because man. Yeah, like yeah, very little. Yeah. But at at this time, it, this is like before they did the magazine, right? This is when the yes. Haven blog was called Intelligence. He, he, even before that. Okay, I do. I remember like always checking that, and that's one thing I never really got into or even understood. Like the actual, the fashion photography. Like I have, I have things I like taking photos of, and I like looking at fashion editorials. But that was never anything I personally tried. But I remember like you know religiously looking at that maybe it was weekly whenever it was updated like i i think this would have been before like google alerts or i mean i'm sure all that stuff existed but this is back when you just looked at a blog like you know you were on the computer pull something up see if it's updated 
So I do, I remember all that stuff. And now even talking about it, I remember like Nori shot our econ photos forever and you introduced me to Nori. So oh, I, I totally forgot that until right now. Awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm happy for it. That, that's cool. Uh, yeah, the, the, like that the blog thing. I mean, that was uh, like you touching on that. I mean, that was super important for me as well. Like, uh, I love, I love those. Like, I, I miss those days. Like, I used to just like refresh epically later, like constantly, like for like years. Like, you know, I, I can't remember how long it went for, like seven or eight years, but like you know twice a day i'll go refresh the epically later blog and just be like so stoked and like you know was it uh just getting hammered with posts constantly uh i, I really enjoyed that i i miss that kind of slow burn on that stuff uh but yeah i wonder like i have a feel like i talked to so many people who are really nostalgic for that type of blogging and I I hope, like I pray every day that enough people are nostalgic for that type of thing that it can actually come back with like some force. Cause that like, yeah, of course you could like get a blog spot right now, or you could like start a Tumblr right now. But I mean, the, is it gonna work? Like, is anyone gonna care about it? And yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that it reverts back, but it 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 probably won't. But it's nice to to reminisce on it, like epically yeah. later than and tiny vices is. Yeah, is right. For yeah. sure, the only reason I'm like even the reason I take photos the way I take photos is probably for sure just from looking at like the dash snow folder on tiny vices. Yeah, shit. Uh, I forgot about Tiny Vices. Yeah, I was on Tiny Vices a couple of times. Uh, obviously, never had a like a feature. I think that. actually, it's funny. Like earlier, when I was saying when Adam and I aspired to be photographers, there was already someone from the city kind of doing that stuff, and it was I'm almost like a hundred percent positive it was your photos that were featured on Tiny Vices that put you on, like, such a pedestal for us. And then <laughs> the fact that, like, you were on that website, but we've also probably seen you in line at the Strat. Like, that was just mind-blowing to us back then. <laughs> oh, and I, so I, I wish it could go back to that, too. That was a lot more fun, I gotta tell you. Like, yeah, that was those are good times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I... I, like you know not to be a downer but like i really enjoyed photography like then like it was like because then it was just it was just a hobby and it was just like stoked to get some recognition uh you know on a website like it, it, like that was so cool uh, like i just i was so i mean i had so much fun doing that uh oh, fuck i totally forgot i was on tiny devices too that's crazy um <laughs> should probably probably have <laughs> The, like the worst part about all this is that we're talking about tiny vices but anyone listening they can't relive like i mean maybe they can see like a very very boiled down version whatever is still hosted but like they're never gonna know like the exact feeling that we're talking about like 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would, <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure anybody of any age, uh, you know, yeah, would do anything to like, just get that excited or show someone else and see them get that excited about it. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, Hamburger Eyes is kind of on that tip, I guess, still. Uh, but I don't really, I don't really follow it as much. I, I don't have the same enthusiasm as I did. It's no, no, like I, I love hamburger eyes, and also like for sure a huge influence on me. But there, I feel that like they have incredible photos. But a lot of the people that shoot for them are like are real photographers, you know, like that's yeah. their like craft day to day. Tony Vices showed a lot of stuff that was like. You know, people who like really were almost just like party people that happened to have a T4. Like they weren't really yeah. photographers, <laughs> but that was the type, still is kind of the type of photography that I like really liked looking at. So, yeah, maybe it's just like the isolated incident that we like love Tony Vices. Like, you know, maybe someone else would think. Like what is this? It's not that cool, but it, yeah. I think it's great. I think uh, I think the content on it as well. Like you know, see so some kind of those crazier party photos. You know, like people doing drugs or whatever. You know, I'm just you know as an example or like you know some some violence. Maybe someone like the bleeding nose, and you're like you never, uh, you you couldn't really see that stuff. It felt like a, it felt like very inside. Uh, yeah insider info you felt like you know it's like crazy that like or you know like like uh like epically later like all the people patrick odell was hanging out with you're like oh you know like there's you know like leo fitzpatrick like having a drink at a bar but like with chloe savinier but they're all just hanging out they're just friends like you felt like you were part of you know like in one way or another you felt like you're part of this scene or at least you at least yeah like i said you know you got like a really kind of special look into it uh yeah yeah no no like that's exactly it. like being a a voyeur or whatever like a voyeuristic sure, view yeah. into like a you know a glimpse into a life that at least for me it was something i kind of wish was happening here but then knew it it never would really so like the closest we're gonna get is is living through like these photos yeah and then trying to emulate a lot of the stuff in the photos but yeah it was who might have been better that we didn't live through yeah no no i i was about to say like when i was younger those were things that i wish were happening and now you know it's like um maybe it's good that we weren't like setting ourselves on fire and like doing heroin every day or yeah. yeah like uh, like neither you or i are in jail currently yeah uh, or dead so i mean you know like i can appreciate that as well yeah yeah definitely now tell me if i'm wrong but i have like memories of you and uh, if you don't want me talking about it, I can edit this. But did you like 
take a student loan and go to Japan or something? Like, did that happen? And were you shooting photos then? No, that, yeah, holy shit. Uh, wow, I didn't even remember that. So, so I got in grads and, uh, Wow, uh, it wasn't that exciting. Uh, I wish it was. I, I, uh, oh my god, man. Uh, yeah, I, I got a, I got like a grants, uh, like in my second semester of college. And I'm an absolute idiot with money. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still really bad. Even when I try, I'm like, uh, I, I don't have it figured out. But uh, at the time, I was, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna be in school. It was my first. It was my second semester, my first year, and I was like. Oh, I'm gonna come out in three years and have a well-paying job. <laughs> so oh, I got yeah, this... uh, yeah, I always go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like like <laughs> uh, my art history degree I was going for was gonna make me rich. Uh, so yeah, I know I got a I got a grants and I didn't know I was getting it because I didn't understand anything. I was 19 years old. Uh, I was 18 or 19. I can't remember, but uh. Yeah, I got a grant and I was like, whoa. And then it just happened to be some of my friends were going to Japan on like this uh tour to the Tokyo Auto Salon show, like 2003. And I was like, oh, like, well, I gotta go. So <laughs> yeah, I used, I used my grant money. I went to Japan and I had a blast. Uh, but unfortunately it was it was a justification. See, I mean, equally, almost equally as cool in my head, I thought you had like dropped out and like moved to japan on a student loan i don't like these uh, you probably told me this yeah when when we were half of the age we are now at the yeah, sky, I was gonna say, at like 1 30 on a friday so it, no wonder yeah. it's a little skewed but yeah but you, <laughs> it, this was like prior to you shooting photos it, yes yeah yeah it was it was just before like i i, I had actually bought uh, my first the first camera i'd ever bought i did buy for that shoot it was like i i, I don't know shit I, I like I, I went to best buy just as like uh, yeah i need like a digital camera right and uh i uh yeah i got my first camera which got stolen later uh but yeah that was that was my first camera uh i had bought and so i guess an important uh part of my career uh but yeah that's about it really so you used like a, a portion of this grant for what it was for yeah 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 exactly <laughs> what was it like a canon rebel or something like no 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 it wasn't even i i really didn't know what i was doing i just got like a power shot oh uh, well, those were cool <laughs> yeah it took double a batteries it was so heavy i think it took four two or four double a batteries and it was like a brick I had one of those for one of my first cameras too. And I think I had two versions and the first one I had ran off four double A batteries and right. they would die like within half an hour of shooting. Like it was, yeah. it was so insane, but I love that camera. Definitely not. A good camera, like not a professional, <laughs> like at all. But no, it was great. Yeah, no, there were. Uh, every now and again, I get a, I get a, 
like a Flickr notification. <laughs> like I don't know how to get into my Flickr, but it just like I haven't used it in like well over a decade. Uh, but it reminds me, it's like, oh, hey, someone liked your photo. And I'm like, Fuck, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, and I go back and look on it. I've got these uh, Tokyo photos from 2003. It's really funny. They were, they were uh, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, by today's standards, not a great camera, but uh, what can you do? Although those things are like coming around full circle, yes. right? Because yeah. every, everything is on like kind of a 20 year axis, I feel. And you know it, it's been about twenty years since those, so I know all the all the like younger kids that that I talk to. That's what they look for at Value Village now. Like we used to look for T fours, they look yeah. for those. Yeah, you know, in London, it's huge in London. There's already memes about it. Like, yeah, that's it's it's like it's it's totally a thing. Uh, yeah, it's 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 done basically. It's just started, but <laughs> six months. I don't think it'll be over. Um, oh, no, I mean, like if you get it, we get it. Like six years later, it seems. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's 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 a funny one because I was my my uh my friend Joe who had uh had hacked one of them uh like three or four years ago, so it could it could shoot raw. Uh, so you had like a look again like a tiny like an elf or something like that and uh he he used some sort of firmware hack and uh got it so all the photos are raw and then he could he go out shoot shoot like parties and stuff or whatever and then import it then use like a like you know like a filter system on photoshop or lightroom so essentially he was ending up with like digital portrait shots but on like a 20 pound camera, which was, was actually really cool. I, I tried to buy it off of recently and they uh, wouldn't sell. So, <laughs> oh, it'll be worth, you know, it's the same way. Like, like even when I, I first started looking for one, I think Sarah got me like a, a mint context T2 from right. like a, a high rated Japanese seller. And we thought it was expensive back then and i think with shipping it was like 290 and then yeah, now wow. fast forward they're like 1500 for like i i saw one the other day that was 900 for parts only yeah like insane i i sold uh yeah i mean just like on that tip i i, I sold recently uh they're called mju2s here but the the epics the stylus epic yeah yeah do I sold two of them uh separately. I can't remember the exact numbers. Broken, like with uh the light leaks around the around the, around the lens, which is isn't fixable. Uh I sold two of them, I think for around 70 to 80 quid a piece. So like 150 Canadian each. And they're broken, like can't be repaired. And people bought them instantly, like they were bidding on them on eBay. I was like, you guys are insane, man. Like this is this is slightly worse than your phone camera, but okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, and what, uh, I mean, this is kind of a, a really boring question, but I feel maybe a little less boring because there's some context, you know, like we have a lot of local listeners who will probably think this info is cool. How much is a roll of film out there? And like does our our developing still exist? Uh our developing uh 
I don't think so. I haven't been to actually no. There's a there's a chain called Snappy Snaps, uh, which is all over London. Like I think there's like three in Hackney, uh, even. Uh, but you generally wouldn't go there. Like a roll of film, you're looking like eleven to sixteen pounds. I think I haven't bought one in a while. I had a bit of a stash that I I burnt through. Uh. But yeah, it's it's insane. Like if you want Porsche, like Porsche four hundred, uh, thirty five, well, yeah, it's it's crazy expensive. Like I I don't remember the exact numbers. I keep going up and up. Uh, that that's like really comparable to here, which is I mean bad for you, but I thought you were gonna say it was way cheaper, and then the, you oh. know our people are gonna be. Are their minds blown because it was still sort of alive and well out there? But that's like that pretty comparable to us. Yeah, I mean, people are working with it still too, right? So there's a whole industry here that's like, you know, there's there's people whose whose jobs rely on shooting, you know, thirty five mil Porsche or one twenty Porsche. Uh, so add add on to add that on to like hobbyists or just the hype around uh film photography, which is you know it's fine, it's it's fun. Uh yeah, the the prices are crazy. I, I think it it for like Portugal probably come to like twenty seven thirty dollars Canadian a roll maybe. Yeah, that I think I I was trying to like figure out how to get it the cheapest possible like in bulk free shipping and everything, and I think I got it down to like twenty five a roll. Okay, but, yeah, that's not too bad. But that's like. You know, if if you're as you say, like working with it or something that's justifiable, but I'm just like taking photos of fences and dumb shit. So it's like yeah, definitely it not worth it for me, but yeah, I mean there's I mean there's I, I, I'm really not a film expert. Like I, I just like uh, I just used to shoot like just whatever I had, and then you know when I moved to London, I I, I did start buying Portra, but like I I, uh, I I shoot films so so rarely now. I won't even say I shoot film at all really. Uh, after my last uh, stylist broke, I was kind of like, cool. Like <laughs> I've I've got three rolls of Portra in my fridge that are probably gonna live there. Uh, I actually sold uh. I sold all my medium format film. I actually sold it to Oliver, weirdly enough. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, wait, is that recently? Because I actually I've seen him like shooting a lot more photos than usual. So I wonder if that's why. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did. I think I sold him quite a few roles, actually. Uh, yeah, it was. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's funny, but uh, yeah, he we just had the miscommunication it was 120 film he bought it then he's like oh this is like cheap i think i think that's I'm trying to remember exactly but uh yeah so i sent it to him and then he's like what is this and i'm like that's yeah it's like it's 120 film he's like oh man so i, th- I think he sorted himself out a, a medium format camera to use it uh it's yeah so but yeah that, maybe that's why that's not the the worst position to be in. I mean, it just inspire you to buy a new camera and learn a bit of a different like skill set to shoot that film. But 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, if I, I mean, for me personally, like that's what I, I would prefer to use. Not that I ever do. I've, I've used, I've shot medium format, like, like for an actual shoot, maybe five times. No, maybe, yeah, maybe ten max. I'm, I'm in the exact same, same boat as you. Like you just reference, like once your camera broke, then you kind of weren't shooting film anymore. And now I'm. I have a couple of cameras left, but I like lose them or not lose. I've actually not on would never lost one, but they like burn out or the flash dies or whatever. So my my back stash of cameras is constantly like depleting. And once they're all done, like I don't know if I'll really justify like the the cost of yeah. a new camera and film and driving to get it developed and the wait time and everything so i think i'm i'm like you once my last camera dies then i probably only will will shoot digital it, yeah it, it it's we're getting priced out of it to be honest like for it to be a fun uh viable hobby at least i mean at least a buyer that's just my opinion of course uh but like yeah, but it's not fun spending like I, I, if I'm gonna buy a style, I got both those uh, epics for free. If I want to rebuy it, you're looking like two hundred to four hundred pounds. I'm not paying two hundred quid for a stylus epic. Like yeah, yeah, not not a, not a chance. I'm trying not to swear right now. I keep catching myself. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that you were trying not even. Yeah, you can say whatever. It's okay, not, cool, yeah. yeah, they won't won't affect anything. Um, <laughs> I've been uh I've been in London for two actually no, I'm from Alberta. What am I talking about? Um yeah, it's I'm a board swag. Uh but yeah, it's uh yeah, it, yeah, the, the 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 prices of like all this like this hobby, uh I don't know how much longer I can see it. I mean I hope it's I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I mean, for for someone to enter into it now, you know, like a, a younger person trying to get in in twenty twenty three, I think it's a like yeah, just a really restrictive kind of medium in that sense. If if I mean, if you don't have endless funds. Sorry for the interruption. I just want to quickly shout out another sponsor of the podcast, Stratus Film Labs. Anything film related, the fine people at Stratus have you covered. They can develop it all. True black and white, color C41, and medium format. With a convenient, open 24 hours a day Dropbox, and quick turnaround times, I can't speak highly enough of them. Anything you need to know can be found at stratusjournal.com. You can also find them under the same name on all relevant social media platforms. Let's get back to the episode. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, I... I tell like kids about how it used to be and they like look at me and like I'm completely just in some sort of like dream world because I tell people like well film used to be about four dollars for hour developing you get it done everywhere like Walmart, London Drugs, Superstore, Dollarama had film you'd steal it. Or you could buy it, it's only a dollar. Weird to think anyone would steal dollar film, but I have. 
Yeah, I'm sure they. And then, <laughs> yeah, styluses were like there were there were days where we would find like four of them at once. They were at every Valley Village. No one cared about them. They were the easiest thing to find, you know. So it was like very cheap to shoot film. And now, yeah, the camera is gonna be like four hundred at least. A role to develop is almost more than the role itself. Yeah. A lot of play, like everywhere the machine is always down, you know, it takes like three weeks to get it back. And then, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it, like, it was fun, but it becomes less fun when it's so expensive and everything else is expensive too, right? So it's like, well, do I want to go out for like a nice dinner, get this? beer that isn't papsed or get like a roll of film yeah yeah literally i mean it's it's a i mean the whole i mean what we grew up on was like you know it being kind of part of a a diy aesthetic or like kind of like a i don't know like i guess like a kind of punk root in its in its core really um that's that's all gone because it's like it's exact opposite you know it's it's not like I mean, like I'm speaking for myself, of course. I mean, I, I know people that do it still uh, successfully. So, I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible or that I know everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know. It's just, it, it, you know, spending a hundred quid on film and developing to get party photos back on a 400 pound camera. doesn't seem very carefree and fun in my eyes, at least. Yeah, no, and, like, I mean, to go back to, to Aaron again, I remember Aaron saying, like, yeah, like, you can still shoot film, but if you're going to propose, like, a job to anyone, no, like, no one in this climate is going to pay extra to have the brother to on film when yeah. you could just, like, you could Photoshop it to look almost, like, 98% as close to film as possible. Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's, I've been doing it since I moved here. Uh, you know, like there's like, uh, I mean, well, when I moved here up until say like four years ago, maybe eh, that's not true. Uh, let's say three years ago, uh, uh, before I stopped like really shooting film at all. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was shooting digital for a smaller job with no budget, I, I mean, like I was using you know like how oh, is it called alien skins. Uh, oh yeah yeah terrible name uh but i mean they did the best like film emulator to my knowledge at the time at least i could also torrent it sorry to the developers but uh but yeah it was so i, I would convert everything to 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 like a portrait filter or ektar or whatever um and i mean as far as my eye could see which isn't that all that trained but it was it looked the same to me you know like made no difference in the end especially if it's getting printed it's going in a magazine and you you've done say like an emulation digitally and then it goes on and the the paper it's printed on is going to make a, a massive difference uh whether it was film or not uh especially for something like just a magazine yeah i i don't remember what camera it was but i was looking the other day i think it was one of the new like fuji like retro Whatever, and it had like, like a function for like film recipes, and you could yeah, just yeah, yeah. 
enter like codes and then it basically just emulates film in the camera. Yeah. And I then think- I think this thing looked like yeah, like the aesthetic of it, like the build was nice and like squared off, so it was easier to hold like a film camera. All the noises I think were like a film camera. I was thinking like they're they're close to doing it. Like for years they've been saying you could just like replicate all this and I've like fought it. But now I'm like, I don't know, like, you know, especially the finances mixed with all the other stuff. Like exactly once my last style is done, I'll probably just try to get one of those, sadly. But I mean Yeah. I've I've fought the fight for a while and I'm gonna over it now too. I I I do know like the the X is like X one hundred or I think that's what it was. For yeah, sure. so that's kind of that's kind of the one right now as as far as I know. I really gotta stop talking like I'm an expert on this. Um, in my in my experience, uh, the X one hundred like X one hundred F or X one hundred V like I've seen guys that I know that um that like shoot g2s like constantly for example uh and they're carrying those around now so i mean if for me seeing that happen is kind of like a good signifier that one that that i mean like i'm I'm just not that obsessed with you know not to that degree uh not like it's a bad thing either um but I, i think it's a good signifier like that's you know now is kind of the time for transitioning potentially yeah you know i i think about things that way too there are certain like photographers or people that i kind of associate with like i mean horrible but keeping film alive and as corny as that is then i see photos of them all of a sense with like they have a Leica, but now it's digital and the yeah. same thing then in my head, I'm like, all right, fine. Like he he was yeah. one of the last ones, like Ed Templeton switched over it. It's fine now. Oh, has he? Off. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Um, you know what? I, I almost would have forgot to bring this up, but it was actually one of the only notes I made to uh make sure to ask you about you just got into like running. Yeah, yeah, right? like what, yeah. what, what, uh, I don't want to. I know, like, from Saren, all our friends, people, people are real sensitive about call, you know, calling a marathon ultra, calling it just a marathon or whatever. So, what, what did you run and what made you do it? Sure, yeah, no, uh, no, um, so I've actually, I haven't ran in about a month now, I need to get back onto it, um, I mean, it, it is a commitment, uh, so January this year, I, I left the studio that I was working at for three years, uh, full-time, most freelancing, and at the studio, and in January, like, I mean, my contract ended December 31st, uh, and I needed to keep myself busy, uh, I was also went sober uh, for January, which is, you know, kind of annoying to hear uh, <laughs> if you know me, because I, I, I say that all the time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just needed something to do. And I was kind of trying to find uh, an activity I could do, you know, for cheap uh, with some friends. And my friend Ethan actually uh, had ran 
I don't know if he ran a marathon, but I know he'd run at least a half marathon. Him and I are pretty close. He lives nearby. So yeah, we just started. Uh, and it was a good way for us to hang out and uh, I just do something, you know, productive and healthy, uh, which I, I, which I really value. Um, uh, of it, yeah, it was, uh, you know, one of the few things I've started as of late, not last sounds so negative. Um, uh, one of the things I've been, I've gotten really excited about, um, uh, this year besides a host of other great things, but, um, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, we started doing that and then I just committed to running the half marathon, uh, this Hackney half marathon. Um, there's about, I think this is 17,000 runners during it. So, uh, yeah. And I, I did it. I got a, I did 15 K I had on stop then pulled a, I think a groin muscle from my, uh, knee all the way up <laughs> and, uh, kind of limped, walked, ran, uh, the rest of it, but I finished it. So that's a, like, I mean, running, running seems to be sort of taking over the entire world from what I see, but I know like when I was in London, when I saw you in October, that was for Sarah to run the marathon. And I've never even in like movies or TV seen anything like that. Like going to watch her cross the finish line, there was like thousands of, like tens of thousands of people. Like the whole city was just celebrating. Like, is it like that for like a lot of organized rounds or is it like only that marathon that people like care about on that level? No, the 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 Hackney Half, the one I did, it uh, it was it was absolutely insane. So they shut down Hackney, obviously, hence the name. Uh, so it's however long a marathon is, thirteen miles. Uh, and there's people like the entire way, like you know, there's like the the entire course, uh, going all the way through Hackney. There's people lined up on the sides all the way there, uh, from start to finish. Uh, the where it started, where the where the actual the the start line was uh was also like a like a hackney fitness festival as well so i think it was i think it was a total like a three-day event uh, as well and it was yeah it was rams we we went the day before just to check it out and there was tons of people uh yeah no it's it's really great it's a very positive uh kind of environments and uh you know event yeah, I, I just remember, like, you know, here I've, I've seen Sarah and her friends, like, run certain things and all that go watch at the finish line every now and then. And the people I, like, talk to that are also there watching, they're all kind of there to watch someone. Like, you know, they'll be like, oh, my, my partner, my husband, my wife, they're running. My brother-in-law is running. But in London when I would talk to people around us, they were just there, like, for the spectacle. Like, they weren't watching <laughs> anyone specific. They were just there to cheer on everyone, and it was pretty cool, like, pretty positive. It would definitely, like, I mean, for a million reasons, I'm not running any marathons, but I can imagine if I wanted to and then sort of felt defeated, that would kind of 
motivate me a bit more. So it was cool to know like people running in London must be cheered on by more than just their like immediate friends and family. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I obviously I had never done it myself, uh, and I, I was blown away. It was, you know, I mean, there's, uh, people having, you know, like, uh, like little parties in their front, uh, I guess front garden, another front concrete brick bit, uh, <laughs> in front of their house, or you know, like curb parties, like people. There's just people everywhere. It's a massive celebration. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool to be a part of. I'm glad that I, uh uh took the step to 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 do that because I, I never would have known to be honest i mean there's no way i was going to go just you know not i mean yeah I, I would never have gone and seen a run just on my own accord is that what you guys call like the sidewalk in front of your house over there the brick bit no no the, the sidewalk's called pavement here uh and then every now and again you get just like a little uh I mean, it's a front garden technically. Uh, just like the tiny. If it's if it's in a if it's in a terrace house, you get this. Yeah, you just get this little space like to park your bikes or scooters or whatever. Um, and that I, th- I think it's called a garden. It's very much does not look like a garden, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still learning. Did uh, no, I mean I Sarah and I had so much fun when we were out there. I was saying like we like why are we leaving like we don't need to go home like even though we we did for many reasons but i was like we can we can just stay here and then we did like briefly look into it, it just a lot harder for us to i mean we neither of us have any specific reason together but then also it would need to be like an accessible apartment right. which is like London was actually extremely accessible for how yeah. for how historic and like how everything is old and quaint it was way more accessible than almost anywhere else in the world but for sure like more than here more than other parts of Canada and I I loved it when we went it was so cool do you I guess the point is was there anywhere else when, like, I asked earlier about you moving, like, when you moved, was there anywhere else that you visited? Like, I know you said, like, it could have been Paris or Germany, but did you actually go to Paris and Germany to check it out, like, personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I, I, uh, I, I literally just got back from Paris, uh, last week to for that reason. I went up and did a couple jobs with a close friend, uh, and yeah, I, I yes, yeah, I, I'm considering going to Paris uh, for a bit next year. Uh, I don't know if permanently, but I, I'm going to do a bit longer stay. Uh, not sure what that's going to entail just yet, but yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I really like Paris. Uh, most, I don't know why. <laughs> I like everybody, everybody didn't know why, but uh, a lot of people have bad kind of like a, it's got a bad reputation. But every time I've gone, I've had a great time uh like i don't don't, maybe i'm just lucky it's just coincidence but uh yeah i I really enjoy it there is it like i mean maybe i'm wrong i don't know if i should even assume but like how does it work finding work out there i assume there's like infinitely more people trying to find work 
like photography work and studio work but then is it like a bit manageable because there are so many more jobs to be filled like maybe if there's 10 times the amount of people there's 10 times the amount of jobs as well yeah uh i think i think i think over the last few years i mean like i quit for like a little while like you know like say 2017 to 2019 i like i was getting uh i got a little frustrated like with i mean it was you know like multitude of things but um yeah i i just stopped trying altogether uh and then when i made the push again with like a little bit of a better attitude uh i kind of found that yeah there there is lots of work uh i mean like there's tons of studios here obviously uh there were tons of brands some are leaving because of brexit uh but uh, yeah like you like i mean it's competitive but you just need to like try um you know there's 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 schools putting out hundreds of uh photography grads every year uh which makes it difficult but at the same time i mean there's 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 shoots you know there's there's you know there's probably like uh, i can't make up a number i have no idea there's there's studios running and shooting every single day like there, there's work here for sure do you, i wonder like is there i guess you can maybe answer this better than i could is there more work out there like even with with the numbers like skewed but in like relative to here do you think if you're putting in the effort to get the jobs is it more doable over there than it would be here i i would imagine so i I really can't speak on that um i guess you haven't tried in a long yeah time. i mean like i spent like uh i was in edmonton for you know 10 years i've been here for nine years i'm, I'm like april next year I'll, I'll have been in london as long as time i'd spent in edmonton uh and i, I mean uh, yeah i i really i really wouldn't know it's but like maybe they're shooting more in toronto or vancouver now uh i never yeah i, I couldn't answer that yeah yeah and i mean as as you answer that question it's it's pretty apparent that yeah you haven't worked here in a while so you wouldn't know but yeah i don't I, know I, my I just like, you know, there's much, much like, I mean, this goes without saying, there's so much less cool stuff happening here that would need to be like documented in the same way. You know, like we have, we have random stuff, but then like, you know, like if there is anything cool happening, I think Aaron is probably gunning for that job and or maybe sure. a handful of others, but there isn't that much like competition. So I'm just trying to like equate the two, but I guess it's, yeah. it's not. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I was with Aaron like from the second I started. Right. So, uh, <laughs> even if I was still at Edmonton, I wouldn't have any idea. I kind of, I mean, I was very lucky in that sense. Uh, I just, you know, uh, Aaron, Aaron was my first contact and my and the first person to help me and uh you know give me a chance so uh unless there's another Aaron yeah I don't know man do you remember uh what was like the when you decided you were gonna like become a photographer I know everyone always like grows into their interests and I I can 
think of, of some of the things that I photographed, like the first time I used a camera and, and they're just so bad that like, I try not to even think about it. Do you remember like, what were some of the very first things that you like pointed a camera at? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, like, like really, really first ones, which I absolutely loved, uh, where I got me, my sister and I got these, uh, these little neon, like pink and neon green or yellow little 110 cameras from McDonald's when I was, uh, when I was really young. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love those, man. I used to, I used to carry that camera around a lot. Uh, I mean, I, I was, I honestly, I was so young. Like, I, I'm sure I didn't understand the concept of money or film at the time, but I remember. Uh, I don't know why it sticks out of my head so heavily, but I was somewhere out in the countryside, uh, and I was trying to take a picture of a grasshopper. And uh, I remember getting the. I remember it was a traumatic moment for me. Uh, I got, I got, I was using this McDonald's camera, and I got the photos back, and I, I, I don't know, I was, I was devastated, because obviously I don't understand focus or anything like that. I was just yeah. like, well, the camera at it, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, that that was that was the first memory I really, really have. Uh, I used to take pictures out the car window a lot too with that camera, um. And uh, I get them back, you know. I, I, same thing; they'd be blurry, but I at least I could make out that it was, you know, like a shot off the highway. Yeah. Uh, outside Spruce Grove somewhere, and I I just loved it. I I, I ordered my grandma's camera, which is essentially the same thing, uh, just a small black point and shoot. I wanted it for forever. I remember she gave it to me, and I was just over the moon. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's probably that's. At this exact moment, that's the earliest memories I have. That's cool. Like even even I don't have like I know the types of things that I would have shot at the very beginning, but I don't have like one specific thing. I almost wish I did, but that a grasshopper seems seems <laughs> like something that someone young would would want to take a photo of. It'd be um, hard. I mean, gra- grasshopper seems like a difficult subject. Even now, like knowing what you know about cameras, being able to to get it before it jumps away. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I wasn't the stealthiest five year old uh, stomping around in the grass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even that. Like, if you wanted to shoot, if you wanted to actually shoot a shoot a grasshopper, well, you you need a macro lens, like you know. Uh, yeah, it'd be a very involved situation. So, you know, good on five-year-old me for trying. Yeah, and actually, if there's any uh, grasshopper photographers listening, uh, <laughs> you know, send, a, send us an email and let us know, like, how how difficult it is to capture a grasshopper. Yeah, I want to know, know how close I got. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny if it was just eating away at you this whole time. You really um, needed like to redeem yourself. Yeah, it's my one. It's my. It's just. Uh, it's haunting me that that failure. Uh, yeah, well, maybe it is. <laughs> uh 
All right, I'm we're over over an hour, which I keep every week. People tell me these things should be shorter. You know, I've, I've everyone like it seems like an hour is the sweet spot, but it's impossible. Like I'm either talking to a friend and it's gonna go over, or I'm talking to someone who I'm learning about for the first time and it's gonna go over. And uh, you know, I I I would have them longer if anything, but I I should get back to work and it's nighttime for you. But before we hop off, do you wanna let people know where they can find you or your work or memes or anything funny online? Yeah, sure. I mean, um I I am right now I'm uh very slowly redoing my website so i won't shout that out uh you can link it off my instagrams my uh instagrams are at calm de garbage or garbage um just c-o-m-m-e-d-e-s garbage uh which i've been told many times now uh is incorrect grammar for a french phrase but oh well i'm supposed to have an s because it's plural apparently but but uh, you had it like before you move like wasn't that your screen name like when instagram yes. was invented yeah, yeah yeah i've had it for like 10 years uh so i kind of i've got a professional one too um which is just jm underscore s-t-a-s-i-u-k um my last name is stashuk or stasiak or stasuk i actually don't know how to say it uh, moving to Europe has been an eye opener. Uh, people constantly correcting me how to say how, my own name. How does your mom say it? Stasiak, which I don't know if that's remotely right. I see. I mean, I'm I'm learning. I always just thought it was Stasiak. Yeah, I mean, which yeah. I guess is very similar, but I yeah, mean, but, mo- but moms would know. Yeah, I wouldn't go with my mom, man. Uh, always so. Um, yeah, we'll say Stasiak. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of I actually have two Instagram accounts. There's actually the Haven guys that um uh I'll I'll make this quick, but yeah, the Haven guys kind of uh I was just being an idiot on my on the JM Stasiak one, and I was getting a lot of uh press from them at the time, and a lot of like you know important followers are like, dude, you gotta like you gotta professional it up a bit. So I was just being myself. I was just being an idiot, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and and posting actual work so i kind of separated them uh the comedy garbage one though is actually performing way better uh for whatever reason uh well, it's, just... it's because i mean that's what the internet wants i i constantly go between like being serious and just being stupid and it's always being stupid before uh, performs it like in almost every <laughs> Every yeah. facet that I think that's just what people want to see on the internet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm just trying to have fun, anyways. You know, I can't. Uh, I, I don't. Well, maybe I should take myself more seriously, but I don't. I don't. I don't take the social media and all that seriously. Or, uh, yeah, I don't put too much weight in it for considering how much time I spend on it. Uh, this is actually not that important to me. Yeah, no, and I mean, yeah, I'm sure the website will look great when it's done. You can be serious on there, but like, yeah. I, I definitely want to just see like 
memes and shit posting from almost ninety <laughs> percent of people I follow. That's what I want to see. So, yeah, same. Honestly, yeah. Like, <laughs> don't write a like a heartfelt, you know, like giant paragraph in text because I'm I'm on the bus or like I'm not <laughs> I'm not here to learn. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, that that's me. That's just me. That's a, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm, I'm just, I just have the attention span of goldfish. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. Some very, very rarely that is merited, but yeah, for the most part, keep it relaxed, keep it funny, have yeah. a professional website, but stick to the the humor on the stories. But yeah, thank well, you very much. And yeah, yeah uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I will link everything properly, but if I need uh, advice or whatever, I'll I'll send you uh, a message. But yeah, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. And uh, yeah, talk soon, hopefully. All right, talk soon, buddy. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Thank you.